Magic Seekers and welcome to Turns Out She's a Witch. We're your hosts Tracy and Shannon and welcome to our podcast coven. Seekers, and welcome to another episode of Turns Out She's a Witch. And this week I am joined by the beautiful Laura. Hello, everybody. I'm back again. <laughs> back again. And we are recording on the Sunday of the full moon, and we've had quite yes. a lot of uh, funny things happen to try and get this recording going over the last two days. So it's been it, a weekend of it. It has, it has. We attempted this yesterday and we have lots of building going on at the property and there was tractors literally outside my window beeping away and workmen and all sorts <laughs> of stuff. And then we tried to attempt it just before and we had chainsaws and whippersnippers. And yes. <laughs> yep. But here we are. We made it. We so far, did. so good. We did. <laughs> it's all happening, but, you know, it makes for an interesting time, I suppose. It sure does. It sure does. And we're also um, recording a little bit differently this week via GarageBand. So it should be yep. a better quality audio, which is very exciting. No yep. more Zoom. No more Zoom, he's hoping. We're recording on one platform and we're talking to each other on another platform. We're doing a video mm. chat. We are being very tricky. And, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so no wonder. <laughs> we're just, there's, there's a lot of things that have to happen all at once for this to be going on. But it's, you know, it's fun. What it else is. would we be doing? <laughs> That's it. I know, right? When in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. But I'm really excited, Shannon, because when you um, were talking about this little series of episodes that uh, you wanted to talk about coming up. Um, I got super enthusiastic because my knowledge on all the elements is, you know, basic at best, but um, yours is deep and hearing about some more research you've been doing in order to do these episodes is, is really intriguing. So what are we doing today, Shannon? Well, today we're going to dive right into the element of earth. So I've um, planned to do over the next four episodes, the next four weeks, an element a week and really go into depth about that so everyone can get a really good grasp of each element, um, what they might resonate with more or if they need to build a relationship a bit deeper with a particular element. So, yeah, Mm. that's what we are doing I love, love, love. I love it because I remember you saying, oh, it'd be good to do an, an episode on elements. I was like, there is lots of episodes yeah. in that, isn't there? <laughs> Absolutely. I did consider doing it all in one, but it just would have been skimming the surface, I think. And Yeah, you probably yeah. considered that for one minute and then went, no, this is a little mini-series. Absolutely. Yeah, so very excited. So, And I thought um, having you on to do the Earth one with is perfect because you're a fellow gardener and earth mama so yeah love getting grubby in the garden it's great absolutely yeah so to start off with so Laura what do you think of when you think of the element earth uh well like we were saying it's 
you know, earth energy and being grounded and, um, and like we were just saying, I'm sort of earthy as well. So I like tending to the beginnings of things and setting it up as, as well as I can because that will then go on to grow into something being the best it can be sort of thing. So, um, um, and also when I think about the earth, um, it's a source of nourishment as well. Like it grows so much from like, you know, from something small, big things grow. So there's a sense that um, you've got to really nourish that and tend to that and care for that. Um, and then that leads into community too, because I really like to share all these things as well. So um, yeah, I guess all of that, like grounding and nourishing and growing and sharing. Beautiful. That's perfect. Yeah. You pretty much summed it up. Episode done. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) We'll see you next week. (laughs) Not at all, because this is this is like that's it. Like that's me, full stop. If this was a podcast that I was hosting (laughs) solo, then that's it. But because um it totally isn't and you're um going to weave in all these other things, um, I'm so keen to see where this conversation goes. Absolutely. So you tell me your take on it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's very similar to yours. So absolutely, stability, grounding, um, the earth is the bedrock we build our lives upon and is also very closely linked to fertility, rebirth and death. So um, in the wheel of the year, this element is associated with winter, uh, the direction of south and the energy of the crone. And in regards to the menstrual cycle, it is the bleeding time. So as you can see, we've spoken about many times before how everything is, (laughs) you know, these cycles within cycles within cycles. So uh, I'm very strongly connected to the elements of earth and also water. Um, Air and fire are ones that I've had to work on building relationships with. Um, So, yeah, in regards to earth and water, they feature very predominantly in my oracle deck of earth and ether. Uh, and I thought to start off this episode, I would read out the Mother Earth card from my oracle because uh, I feel it's it one just... of my favourites. Oh, she's a beautiful one. She's a beautiful one. It's a beautiful picture, and you'll share that, won't you? I will. On yeah, I'll definitely. Instagram. For sure, I'll share that Lovely. to our socials. So, uh, but yeah, I feel this just sums up how I feel her energy. So. Um, and I'm sorry if you can hear my dog in the background. We've got <laughs> we've got a 14 or 13 year old Staffy, and she's like right next to me, rolling around on the floor, making some funny noises. But anyway, that's living okay. her best life. <laughs> All dogs really welcome. <laughs> <laughs> she's just you know she's grounding herself. <laughs> she is. She is. <laughs> All right. So Mother Earth, our home and lifeblood. She's stable, strong and ever-present throughout the changing seasons. Every storm, every crack of lightning, every wave of life that washes over her. The earth is rising up to meet you, proving that energy is real, energy is everything. Ley lines, song lines, places that draw you in and activate something deep within. A new wave of consciousness is being ushered in. Mother Earth is asking you to take notice of her, of your own energy, Lean in and anchor to her for support, for grounding, for healing. She is the bedrock that you build your life upon. Get outside, connect, walk barefoot on the earth, look up into the sky, breathe her in. And at the end of every uh, card in my deck, I have an incantation 
and this one is, in order to stand strong, I know I must ground and protect my energy each day. I thank Mother Earth for her support. So there you go. Thanks, Shannon. That's so beautiful. A quick question. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please repeat that incantation so everybody just really tune in and listen to this incantation and um, notice how it sits with you and, and, you know, breathe it in and take this moment to connect. Absolutely. So in order to stand strong, I know I must ground and protect my energy each day. I thank Mother Earth for her support. So beautiful. My pleasure. And I hope everyone, yeah, enjoyed that and can resonate with that on some level. Well, I certainly know I did, especially with this full moon energy and Ooh. sort of <laughs> having a busy weekend. I think it's like it's... It's obviously no mistake in timing that we're doing this right now for our own, our own benefit and hopefully all the listeners can really feel that too because it really does make a difference. Oh, it does. Yeah, we need that grounding, especially through times like this. I think, um, as I was saying to you off air before, that I've really, really yeah. felt this full moon. Like it has really, um, yeah. yeah, given me a good... Uh, knock around <laughs> that's for sure well, some so. come and go like you were saying some come and go and you're just riding that wave and some waves just pick you up and really hammer you onto the sand yeah. don't they? <laughs> and this one has done that for me for sure I've been yeah, um, like so emotional and just yeah mm. I haven't felt this way uh, during a full moon in a long time but obviously it's meant to happen for a reason and bringing everything to the surface to be dealt with so. yeah that's right mm. yeah to be released that's so it. it's good Absolutely. Bring it on. <laughs> um, so thank you. You know, that's beautiful. And I think it leads um, the next question in that I want to ask about is the symbolism behind earth. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to, you know, the traditional ones, because I know you use symbolisms in your in your work in the um, little bowls that you create and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. So the symbol of the element of earth is a triangle facing down and there's a line through the bottom section of it. So once again, I will post a pic to socials because it can be a bit hard describing things um, with no image to look yeah. at. Uh, so that is the, the element symbol. And then another symbol that's very closely connected with earth is the pentacle. So it's a very grounding symbol of protection. So that's another one you can use if you wanted to bring that earth element into any ritual work you're doing or onto your yep. altar and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Something that depicts those sorts of symbols. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. Cool. Um, star signs associated with Earth? Absolutely. So they are Taurus, Virgo and Capricorn. And I know in our family, my husband's a Capricorn, so he is yep. very grounded, very logical. He is the... Um, pragmatic one out of the two of us I'm a Piscean so I'm like kind of all yep. over the place sometimes and dream really really big and and he dreams big as well but he's more realistic about things so I think we balance each yeah. other out quite nicely in that regard so yeah, yeah he's right. very very earthy um yeah it definitely shows up could it be a I don't know I'm sort of going off on a little tangent here but I'm thinking um, I'm a Libra and that means air, but I don't mm -hmm. reckon I'm that airy. I reckon it's almost my, not downfall, but something that when I am like, you know, a little bit flighty and a little bit cagey, like I think that's one of, like that's my Achilles heel almost. Like yeah. then I really have to pay attention 
that I'm on a little bit of a <laughs> spin out. <laughs> Well, also, um, and I guess this would be another podcast episode. I think you guys are going to cover um, astrology in Turns Out She's oh, Psychic yes. soon, aren't you? Yeah, we are. over. Yeah, very, very soon. Tracy's, um, well, she knows someone. She knows lots of people, turns out. <laughs> but, yeah, she knows an astrologer. So I'm very excited. You're 100% right. We are going to have a guest speaker on very soon. So. Yeah, because it has a lot to do with your... That rising sign as well doesn't it like yes, your that's right there's yeah, a lot more involved there isn't is it? Yeah. for sure yeah but cool. very interesting yeah I can't wait that'll be cool too absolutely um all right so that's the star signs associated with earth mm-hmm. um what next how does earth work with all the other elements I suppose yeah so for for starters earth and fire so soil can be used to smother the flames and putting it out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in reverse, you've got volcanoes that can melt the earth into magma or reshape it into precious crystals. So you can see how they, yeah, work together in that way. Um, yeah. And then you've got earth and water. So earth is fertilised by water. And you think of all the plants and also us that rely so heavily on that to grow and thrive. But earth can also pollute the water, making it unsuitable for life. Uh, Earth also holds the element of water, so giving it a stable place to reside. So whether that's the ocean floor or like a little pond. uh, Yeah, yeah, so you can see that beautiful relationship there too. And last of all, you've got earth and air. So earth can be eroded and carried away by the air, but the earth often remains steadfast even during the strongest of winds and storms. So I think it's... um, that's just that beautiful dance, isn't it, of, of the elements all working yeah. together, sometimes against each other, but it, I think those changes bring what needs to be changed, I guess. It's right. It's like a cyclic thing. Sometimes it's too much, sometimes it's not enough, sometimes it's just right. Yeah. But it's never just the one thing all the time, is it? No, it's a balance, isn't it? I love that. Excellent. What next? What else? What else? I'm just staring at you because I'm just like soaking it all in. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. And you're like, yeah, okay. (laughs) So next of all, I guess, um, the associated crystals. So obviously all crystals come from the earth. So they are Uh all a representation of earth if you were going to use, um, you know, them in your altar or whatever. But some are more closely aligned with the earth element. So they are green moss agate, peridot, amethyst, jet, tiger's eye and uh, ritulated quartz as well. So, um, yeah, any of those you might want to wear to make you feel a bit more grounded um, and connected. Uh-huh, OK. Yeah, or as I said before, using on your element, um, on your element, on your uh, altar. On your altar. Yeah, so yeah. there's lots of different ways you can incorporate them in. Yeah. And is that, I have a question with the crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I asked, or we were talking about it off air maybe, but I'll ask it again. Um, is it, like, what is it about those crystals in particular? Because you did, you did say that, you know, obviously all crystals are are gifted from the earth, but what is it about some certain crystals that make them more associated with the earth? Like would it be a mixture of, you know, their frequency, their properties and their colour? I think all of the above, yeah. So Yeah, okay, like definitely, how they're formed and... Yeah, yeah, definitely their energetic properties and a lot of those crystals I just mentioned are very grounding 
crystals yeah. to use for that kind of work. So, um, like, as you know, maybe a crystal such as aquamarine is very aligned with yeah. that water energy. So you probably yeah. wouldn't use that um, to ground to yourself represent. with. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. I hear you. It's so funny. And whenever I look at, you know, crystals in a shop and you've got the tumbled stone or the raw, mm-hmm. um, whenever I see them raw it's immediately more earthy to me yeah I don't know because it just looks like you could just you know bend over and pick it out of the ground more so than the tumbled ones that'd be amazing that's something um I would love to experience oh gosh yeah is fossil king it'd be just unbelievable to be able to find your own crystal in the earth it'd be beautiful follow a few people on Instagram that do that in Australia and I'm always like always watching their videos I'm like oh my god that's so cool it'd be like Christmas (laughs) Yeah, but then they also talk about, you know, having to drive like five days and then hike for two just to get to this place. I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Am I that committed? <laughs> then you dig them all up and you've got to get them out of there and yeah. tra- transport them all the way back. It's huge. It's a big, like, yeah, good big on commitment. Them. But, yeah, it mm. must be amazing. I think just once we'll have to do it. For sure, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Um, so that's crystals. Yeah. Um. So, and you did touch a little bit on the colours of the crystals, but can you just talk again about the colours themselves and what's representative of Earth in that way? So the associated colours, I guess these ones are quite obvious, but brown and green. Uh, Okay. Yeah, and also black and gold. So black, as I have spoken about before on the podcast, is a very protective, grounding, banishing colour. So that is why it's associated with earth. Um, And gold, gold, I guess, because that's one of the most, you know, precious properties that come out of the earth as well. So Yep, yep. mm. So those colours you can incorporate on your altar or even into what you're wearing if you want to sure. feel even more grounded, couldn't you? Well, we could just lay yourself in gold jewellery. <laughs> you are. That was totally just unconscious too, but, yeah, I'm wearing a green dress. <laughs> it's a beautiful dress, very summery and light and flowy. Oh, spring is in the air. <laughs> it is. It certainly is today, thank goodness. I know. I welcome that. Uh, okay, so after colours um, and we've done crystals, so what about herbs or essential oils? And yeah, that sort sure. Of thing? So once again, I guess all herbs and plants grow from the earth, yeah. but some yeah. uh, have heavier ties. So the plants that are associated with earth are oak, cedar, cypress, moss and sage. And essential oils are patchouli, vetiver and evening primrose. And there would be many, many, many more, but I'm just, you know, yeah. giving you all a little, yeah. a little taste. <laughs> so there's yeah. some that you could start with if you wanted to either, you know, grow them or use their oils to diffuse, um, you know, yeah. to bring in that grounding aspect. I remember I had a, um, a lomi lomi actually one time and I had... Um, an aromatherapy with it and mm-hmm. um, part of that was smelling vetiver and it's oh. so, like, earthy. <laughs> it's one of my favourite oils, actually. I think it's just got the most Is beautiful. Really? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't actually own it, but I remember smelling it and I said, what is that? Because it didn't smell like straight up dirt. Like you could tell it was an oil, but, yeah, I, yeah I'd never smelt it before, but I really liked it. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm. 
One of my favourites is sandalwood. Was that in your list? Cypress no, was. but I wonder, um, yeah, I wonder where sandalwood Because you said sits. a lot of woody ones. Yeah. You did say a lot of woody herbs especially. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll have to look that one up. Mm. I love it. Um, and just quickly with the herbs and essential oils, how might, how might we use them Yeah. Um, in this particular sort of in earth style well yeah. <laughs> well you can absolutely like diffuse them in your home if you're trying to yeah. um you know bring in that grounding and supportive mm-hmm. energy you could also wear them um in rollerball yep. like roller bottles and that kind of thing uh they would be Love the two. A rollerball. oh so do i yeah yeah so they'd be the two main ways that i would personally yeah introduce those into yep. your rituals and practices so yeah I suppose you could always like cook a massive soup of root vegetables too, couldn't oh, you? Oh, <laughs> definitely, yeah, because root vegetables would be really aligned with that and very grounding. Yeah, yeah. potato. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> you can't do wrong with potatoes. It's the you best really vegetable can't. ever, I swear it. <laughs> oh, even better when they're deep fried with some sauce. <laughs> yep, I know. It's just any which way. Yep. All right, so. Um, <laughs> Before we start, you know, digressing too much. Uh, Okay, animals. Talk to me about the animals that are associated with the element of earth. So basically all four-legged animals are very associated with the earth. So, for instance, you've got bear, wolf, horse, stag, cow, dog and bull. And also the snake. So just a little once again, like this is such a rabbit hole you can go down down into for the different spiritual meaning of each animal but I'll mm. give you just a, a little rundown so like a bear you've yeah. got protection and to me the bear represents that like mama bear energy protecting yeah. her cubs and I love that oh so do I so do I and then the cow like cows are abundant and it's nourishment and that's yeah. another element of the earth that we're so blessed with and then we provide Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then the snake, so transformation, shedding and changing as Mother Earth does through all of her seasons. So I think they're just so beautiful true. symbolisms, yeah, of those cycles yeah. and and the bounty of Earth as well. Yeah, isn't it just? Sure. And I love how when you talk about the bounty of Earth, um, in every corner of the Earth, which in itself is hilarious because... A round sphere doesn't have corners, but anyway, <laughs> we're going to go with it. Um, it's different. It's you know, the Earth offers many different things wherever you go, and then again at any different time of the year. So that's what I love. It's full of everything, and then it also has little secrets too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. All right, which is pretty cool talking about secrets and whatnot. And we're going to go into mythologies and deities. Oh, yeah. Yes, are I we? Because uh, I'm are. ready for it. I'm keen. <laughs> oh, I'm so passionate about mythologies. I think they just hold so much wisdom. Um, and I think, yep. you know, from the beginning of time, humans have told stories. And, yeah, I yeah. think that's something we miss in this modern world is those and. And they can sometimes get forgotten, yeah. Like Mm. we we don't pass them on anymore and they get forgotten. So I love any chance to find out more about them and then be able to pass them on again. So I'm so interested, Shannon, to hear what you've got in this section. Well, 
as I've said before, this is such a rabbit hole. So I definitely um, urge everyone to maybe do some research into whether it's their own cultures and lineages around this um, Mother Earth goddess energy because it is all around the world, always has been every you know, yes. culture has their own interpretations of this. So this is just a little tiny drop in the ocean of what's out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the myths around the earth are based on the creation of the planet and shed light in our associations in regard to fertility, death and rebirth. So to start with, um, the name earth comes from the Norse goddess Jord, which is spelt J-O-R-D. And okay, yeah. She's not an official goddess of the Norse pantheon, but it is believed that Jord was Odin's first wife. Um, so I'm not sure if you know, but Odin is known as Allfather or Skyfather. And together they produced a son, Thor, uh, Lord of Thunder, which I'm sure a lot of people would know from Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I was about to say that's Chris Hemsworth right That there. is. <laughs> <laughs> So Yord is believed to be the life force of the planet, so encouraging trees to fruit and seeds to sprout at her touch. And she's strongly associated with fertility, birth and new beginnings. So her mythology was adopted by a number of cultures across Europe and she eventually became known as Mother Earth and Mother Nature, as we know today. Mm. Mm-hmm. So in Greek mythology, there is a similar goddess known as Gaia, And according to those creation stories, Gaia, the earth, emerged from chaos, which I love. (laughs) And without, yeah, gosh, yeah. And without assistance, she bore Uranus, the sky, who then fertilized her. And from this union, I know, I know. And then from um, this union, the Titans were born. And I think that's another oh, episode yes. of Greek mythology yeah. and that rabbit hole Greek of wonderful stories. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. And then from this time, um, or from this union, all of the gods and goddesses were born. So for this reason, Gaia is the personification of Earth. She is the mother of all life. Uh, in Roman mythology, she is referred to as Terra, meaning Earth. So yeah. similar myths can be found as I said before, from every culture around the world, but they all have two things in common. The earth is usually a feminine figure associated with birth and life. And also symbolically, the sky father mating with the earth mother is in many of these mythologies as well. So yeah, that's a little tidbit of what's out there for you. But I just, yeah, just really to, yeah. love those, uh, especially Guy, I've always um, really been drawn to her her energy um but yeah I really loved the story of Yord as well yeah I I hadn't heard about um I mean I've I've heard about Chris Hemsworth (laughs) (laughs) no I've heard about that mythology but not you know you're saying it's just real brief but I hadn't heard about it in that depth so that's cool that's really cool well I'm glad you enjoyed it yeah and that's where we got Maya's name from too because um obviously the greater known name is Gaia but Maya is oh, like a beautiful. little spin-off name from that as well and she was definitely came from chaos so I <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> she just lives up to that name and and whereabouts all the time <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Well, she's actually, awesome, but, man, she makes me tired. <laughs> yeah, as children do, my gosh. Well, our second-born, yeah. um, Evie, so her name means uh, the giver of life. So 
That's a, another beautiful, yeah, little nod to that femininity and creation. Yeah. yeah. Names are a great thing, aren't they? Um, yeah, I, I had to name both our kids. Like, you know, the meaning had to mean something. I know yeah. it doesn't mean everything to everyone, but for me it definitely had to. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right, I could talk about this all day. So that was the mythologies and the deities and... Um, now what are we going to talk about, Shannon? Well, I thought we were to talk about the associated elementals. So for yes. Earth, they are gnomes, fairies and trolls. So I thought right. I was going to talk about fairies, but I think, you know, fairies are really kind of well known. Um, so I thought I'd talk yeah. about gnomes because I think gnomes get overlooked. So, Poor old gnomes. I they know. just get shoved in the garden and forgotten about. They do. So I'm going to read a little um, from a book that I have. It's called The Encyclopedia of Spirits and it's by uh, Judica Isles. And mm-hmm. it is an amazing book. It's like a thousand pages and it has basically every kind of yeah, deity or spirit or demon and ghosts and all sorts of stuff in here. And <laughs> I'm sold. I'm going to have to buy this. Just talking to you about it and you've shown me a little bit of it, I'm like, oh, I need that. Need it to is order amazing. That. It's so good. Mm. So the gnomes. Gnomes are subterranean spirits now most associated with garden sanctuary. They resemble tiny people. So unlike dwarves or kobolds, gnomes are not mine or cave spirits but tend to live beneath human gardens. They have a reputation for emerging at night to do little helpful gardening work. Garden (laughs) gnomes allegedly bring luck. Gnomes tend to be quiet, private, um, and they respond well to gifts and offerings. They can be persuaded to become loyal allies, guardians and helpers. Uh, So gnomes maintain good relationships with birds, rabbits, foxes, hedgehogs and squirrels, which we don't obviously have hedgehogs and squirrels in Australia, but (laughs) we have the others. Mm. Uh, And then I'm just going to skip over a little bit. So the earliest gnomes... Oh, yeah, no, go, you go. I was just going to say they might like bandicoots and echidnas. I think they would, and wombats. Who doesn't love a wombat? Yes, that's right. (laughs) Oh, so cute. So the earliest gnomes uh, statues were produced in Germany in the early 19th century and were based on German folklore. Gnome statues potentially welcome and attract real gnomes, as well as flower fairies and other benevolent spirits. The earliest statues were carefully wrought, hand-painted terracotta and were exceptionally popular. By the 1960s, cheaper plastic and resin versions were mass-produced. The old terracotta ones are now extremely valuable and are family heirlooms. Garden gnome statues tend to evoke very visceral responses. Some people adore and collect them. Others loathe them so much that they feel justified destroying or removing other people's property. (laughs) So gnomes are the subject of modern entertainment as well as old folk tales. Uh, And, yeah, the gnomes in J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series are garden pests, not helpers. So, yeah, and the iconography is your standard garden gnome depicts an older male with a long beard, a peaked red hat. He wears a big belt over leggings, a blue tunic and boots. Sometimes they wear gardeners' aprons. And they're also closely associated with mushrooms. So, yeah, I just thought that was a... (laughs) Of course they are. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I just thought that was a, a lovely little bit of information about gnomes and, yeah, they're very connected to the earth and gardens and... 
it sounds I'd like a Smurf as well. Yeah, true. Like I'm just picturing Smurfs. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's really funny. Um, when we moved into this cabin, there's a few little gnome statues out the front. We've never had them before. Really? But yeah, yeah, they're just out the front of the cabin. So I'll have to. Of course, they are at your pick. house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gnomes. Gnomes. I love it. And well, I'd like to have a gnome. Can you encourage them to your area? Because I've got lots of gardens. Absolutely. So you just need to get yourself a little gnome statue because apparently that attracts them. Yeah. You, could leave you don't them. see them around much anymore. I'm going to no. have to look this up. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure there's places you can still buy them for sure. Yeah. I'll be looking that up too when I order my book. <laughs> <laughs> And on to the next part, how can we get to know this element through ritual? Because we've heard lots about earth now and the element of earth and we might be thinking, yeah, I've got this down pat, yeah, I've got some good ideas. Um, But essentially um, what you touched on at the start was, you know, there'll be naturally elements we're more drawn to than others and it's individual for every one of us. Mm -hmm. But essentially it's really... um, nice or advantageous to be a bit more well-rounded and balanced in all the elements. So if we're perhaps feeling as though we might need to be a bit more connected to earth, are there things that we can do in order to do that? Absolutely. So I I would suggest to build a relationship um, with each element by building an altar dedicated to that particular one. So I'd recommend leaving it up for maybe one to two weeks And so bringing in those items that infuse that earth energy and then I would suggest, you know, even if you can meditate by your altar and just see what thoughts, feelings and messages come up for you and record those in your notebook or grimoire as well. So that's a beautiful way of um, trying to build that relationship. And then I would also uh, recommend standing on the earth so grounding like barefoot that is a a beautiful practice um for like resetting your energy and connecting to the great mother and then another one which i know you love is gardening like getting your hands in the earth and planting something and watching it grow and nurturing it and i don't know about you but i talk to my plants too and you know i do yeah i'm a complete weirdo and Even I, the also, soil, like, you know, if I'm <laughs> digging something out because it's died or, you know, it's run its course or whatnot, you know, you, you say goodbye to that one and, you know, thank you to that one and then yeah. you're digging through the soil and all oh, the little wormies that come up and, you know, tending to the soil as much as everything that you're putting in it for sure. Yeah, and then I think it's just so exciting. I know um, we pretty much replanted our whole garden um, at Imolk and, yeah, yeah okay. seeing those little seedlings grow and I just cannot wait to see flowers come spring and it's just a, a beautiful way to be yeah. in tune once again with those cycles and seasons and, yeah, yeah, like you can tell spring is on its way because everything's starting to bud and leaves are growing back yeah. on the frangipani tree and, it's yeah, exciting. it's noticing the signs. Yeah, yeah. And I like also um, my dad taught me from a young age that it's not dirt. Like I used to, I've always like potting things up and, you know, transplanting things. And I used to ask dad, can you just buy buy me a bag of dirt? He says, it's not dirt, it's soil or it's potting mix. <laughs> like it's very, it's not just Love dirt. It. I'm like, no, it's so true, dad. You're so right. Yeah. Um, well, could you talk, I know you mentioned grounding and I know we're, you know, listeners are, are probably not unfamiliar with 
the idea of grounding, but there, can you just talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the quickest way to ground oneself yeah, when you're sure. out there? So I would yeah definitely be barefoot standing on the, the earth. And personally, I like to kind of face my palms up and okay. close your eyes and just deep breathing, you know, deep breaths and just it's kind of like yep. a standing meditation or you could sit down as well. Sure. Uh, yep. And then just tuning in and trying to feel that energy, I guess, from from the earth and oh, I can't explain it really. You've got to do it to be able to, to connect to, with to it. connect. Yeah, to connect yep. with that energy. Yep. And um, you know, I've been known to like lay <laughs> lay right on yep. the, the grass too from really feeling like I need to sure. to connect yep. and ground and it's just the most yep sure thing you can do really it's like it's got your back it's it's they're always there to support you yeah I think a lot of the time we don't even think about what's under our feet we don't yeah we just walk around and yeah just we're too busy sort of building things on top of it or Mm. putting shoes on with like massive insulated rubber soles and yeah you know back in the day we were continually connected with earth than these days we can go full days without actually touching raw earth yeah it's, it's amazing how far we've evolved absolutely and i'm sure and a lot of people yeah. can go days without even looking up at the sky too that just blows my mind you know yeah. um it does yeah, yeah. cool so, so it's nice to take a moment if you're sort of stuck in that vicious circle of not stopping it's a good reminder anyone listening to stop and get out there and amongst it and, mm. and especially if it. you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious uh it's one of the best things you can do is just get outside stand yep. or sit on the earth and just do some big deep breaths and just recenter. and it, it works pretty quickly and you can bring it inside or home with you I'm thinking about people that might be in flats or apartments mm. you know a, a little pot plant on the windowsill or some herbs uh, you know little kitchen herbs or absolutely or something. and mm. even with um in regards to an earth altar so you can bring in a little bowl of soil um or right. yeah yeah so have that a little yeah a little bowl of soil there um you can also use salt salt of the earth um you can also, you know, if you're going for a walk, collect rocks and stones, uh, branches, flowers, leaves, bark, all of these things are very aligned with that earth energy. Um, but once again, as I've said before, is make sure you ask permission, you know, from yeah. those things you're going to take from. And I always recommend leaving some kind of energetic offering or a physical offering if you can, um, just to say thank yep. you. So, Yeah. That have that recognition and that intention of not taking something without leaving something behind. Absolutely, yeah. Even if it is just pure gratitude and awareness of what you're doing yeah. and why and you're not taking more than what you need per se, you're just taking a small token Absolutely. in order to connect with that place again as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that. And then also other things you can incorporate um, onto your earth altar are the pentacle, as I said before, or coins, because yeah. money is a really earth-based Ooh. object. So um, I actually have yeah, a few $2 coins on my altar as yeah. well. So it's that earth right. element, but also yeah. prosperity. So, um, and you could also incorporate the crystals that I mentioned before. And yeah, like just use, use your imagination, I guess, and whatever you feel drawn yep. to. 
a card, a picture of those deities that you were talking about. Yeah, or... that'd be beautiful yep. for sure. Yeah, have a look at your oracle decks and what ones represent those elements. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's cool. I love it. <laughs> um, you just talked about um, salt and I already had a sneak peek of what the divine... The divine week will be, because I stumble over those words. Um, are we up to that yet? Can we pretty I, much are, yes. Did I, I just introduce that? You did. So our divine tool of the week is witch's black salt. So I'm not sure yep. if you're familiar with it at all, but... I've heard of it, but in all honesty, I don't even actually know what it is other than black salt. So I'm keen Yay. to listen to this. Well, I think you're going to love this one. So... Black salt can be made in a, a variety of ways, but the basic ingredients are pretty simple. So it's ash, black pepper, and salt. So okay. you, you can add other elements if you wanted to add, say, um, rosemary or mugwort or different plant properties as well. So yeah, okay. um, in regards to those basic ingredients, so natural rock salt is... Uh, protective and it also represents abundance because years ago salt wasn't readily available and if you owned salt you were you know quite well off so very gourmet yeah absolutely and then black pepper is magically used to drive away unwanted people banish negative energy and it's for protection against evil and ash is ideally from a ritual fire or you can create some in a heat proof vessel such as like a cauldron Mm. and, as I spoke about before, those protective herbs. So you can make ash from sage, rosemary, mugwort um, and you can also Mm. collect the ash from incense as well. So it's pretty simple. You get it all together, place everything into a mortar and pestle and mix. So the measurements are completely up to you and the colour will probably vary from batch to batch depending on the amount of ash you use. So if you wanted to make it really black, you can add some activated charcoal powder into it as well. Oh, um, right, yep. Yeah, so have fun with it. Like, you know, get your little mortar mm. and pestle out and mix it all up. I love doing that. <laughs> it's the best. And then once you're finished, you can then place it into a clean jar with a lid to seal it and keep it free from moisture. So yeah. it's just a beautiful tool to have on hand um, to use, you know, in protection spell bottles, in pouches. Um, you can also just sprinkle it around the perimeter of your property to keep any unpleasant oh, yeah. things or people from crossing into your space. And the same goes for the thresholds of your front and back doors as well. So and you can also do it for your workplace is setting yeah. those energetic boundaries Um And another way you can use it is under the bed. Uh, So I guess if you've got a a child that's having nightmares or, um, yeah, night terrors, you could place some under the bed. So if you were to use it in a spell, I would recommend once you've completed the spell, throwing it into a fire to dispose of it. You don't just want to, like, throw it in the bin or keep it on your property, if that makes sense, you know, if you're using it for that particular use. So that is Witch's Black Salt. It's very easy to make and very versatile and powerful tool. Do you use it often? I do, yeah, I do. I use it, um, yeah, for the front and back door thresholds um, and I usually use it in my spell bottles. It's like one of the the main things I use in there. Mm. It's like the Witch's Salt. Look at that. That's cool. It is. It is. So so when you're... Yeah, well, it sounds fun to make. I mean, I have a mortar and pestle and I use it in cooking. I've never made witch's black salt before, but I reckon I'm going to give it a go. I reckon I'm you should. 
about your front and back door? Do you sprinkle it along the doormat or do you paint it or what, like, you know? Well, you could do, yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, you could do it in a variety of ways. So you could place it, I guess, yeah, under the doormat. I personally go, like, the whole length of the tread, like, you know, the step, the threshold. Um, And, yeah, I guess if you mixed it with, say, rosemary oil, you could potentially, like, make a paste and paint. You know, if you want to paint a a pentacle, you could. um, Mm. Yeah, so that's the beautiful thing about witchcraft is creating it's crafting it's crafting Mm. these rituals that have meaning for you and yeah what sits well with you and you can get um a bit creative with it right as long as the intention is held correctly absolutely yes yep that intention of like i'm placing this here for protection and for grounding and yeah yeah I'm just envisaging me. I'm having trouble with my words. <laughs> might have might have something to do with that can I've been sitting on. Maybe. But <laughs> it is Sunday afternoon. Yeah. yeah, I'm just picturing myself um, drawing even like an evil eye on the outside of the back of our house where our dog tends to annoy some neighbours. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, something like that. Just That'd to ward great. off the, the bad vibes that come our way. Definitely. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll Sprinkle it along the back it. fence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chuck it over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> At least it'll keep my dog away from the fence and yeah. all the pepper in it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> she's a naughty little girl, but she's funny. Oh. Wow. Well, thanks. That's cool. I reckon I'm going to get creative with that. Yeah, please do. I'd love to, yeah, see how you go with it. And same with our listeners. If you make some black salt, yep. yeah, please let us know how you go. And if you added any extra ingredients that you felt called to use, it's, yeah, that'd be great. And if you're using it in a way that we haven't covered, that'd be cool to find out how you're using it. Yeah, for sure. If you are. Yeah. Mm, we'd love to yeah. hear. Cool. I love it. Um, so maybe next week are you going to answer some listener questions? Yeah, for sure. If anyone's got any questions, please feel free to email us or even inbox on our uh, Instagram account. We'd be happy to answer them. And um, next week yep. we are covering the element of water as well. So be sure to tune into that one. Yeah. Thank you. Have fun, everybody, creating black salt. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks so much, everyone, and I hope you're all staying safe and um, getting some grounding energy, especially during this lockdown. I know New South Wales is completely in lockdown now. We're all in this together and, um, yeah. We sure are. Yeah. It's a good time of year to get out into the gardens. (laughs) It is, yes, yes. So lean into Mother Nature, that's for sure, lean into the earth. Yeah, there's our support. Sure is. It's always there. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for having me again, everybody. Hopefully I can come back again and annoy you sometime soon. (laughs) Absolutely, we'd love to. (laughs) Bye. All right, see you later. See you next week.